America. This is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the line, this is your song. Hi, and welcome everybody to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. We've been doing this show for a little while, so we're on episode number 686, and of course we're going to talk about the Smith & Wesson 686 tonight. So um, if anybody's interested in jumping in, uh, we uh, simulcast the show on gunchannels.com. So if anybody owns a 686 or wants to talk about stories about the 686, jump in. Uh, otherwise, we're watching the comments coming in on the gun channel side, as well as the YouTube side. So uh, we've got some people joining us tonight. We've got Al jumping in from Texas. Thanks for joining. And I muted you, so I don't know if you just hit the space bar or unmute. I guess I can't unmute you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. You bet. Thanks for jumping in. And uh, Angelina jumping in from California. Thanks for joining. Hello. And Snob jumping in from Oklahoma. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I'm down here in Tucson. And if you want, if you're watching and chatting in the text chat, check text in there with what state you're from. And we can see what kind of range we got tonight or what kind of scope we got. So um, episode 686, I guess, what is today? Monday? So normally we would talk about behind the scenes, how the internet works. But uh, since it's a special episode, 686... Uh, we'll talk about the gun. So um, just go left, right. Do you own one? Is it on your radar? Or uh, whatever sort experience with the 686. Al? Um, I do not own a six, eight, uh, 686, although back in the day I did have a Smith & Wesson uh, uh, Forest 357 and uh, graded away to do a coat but that's not a 686 so there you go uh angelina um don't own one have shot one would own one um i've just never owned a revolver personally uh potatoes potatoes yeah i've got a 686 plus uh, six inch i love it uh snap I do not own one. I have shot one quite a bit, but I've always been more of a fan of the 19. Okay, and I do not own one either, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. So what we're talking about is a Model 686 for people that don't know what we're talking about. Uh, it's I think it's iconic, no? Yeah. It's built oh, yeah. in 1980, and it's uh, Smith & Wesson, so one of the larger firearms manufacturers. It's a revolver. It's a 357, so it's a substantial cartridge without being so large that, you know, it prevents some people from shooting it or anything. It's a large enough gun that even with the large caliber, it's it's manageable to shoot for sure. Some people would even say comfortable with that large a gun and uh, comes in a lots of different sizes. So the frames can, the frame size remains consistent. Uh, of course, you can shoot whatever grip or you want on there, but the front end, the barrel, comes in a couple of different lengths and styles, I guess. 
and uh, then what you can get different style triggers and uh, sights and I don't imagine hammers. Uh, so we've got just looking at Wikipedia, there's probably a dozen different varieties of the 686. So it's been around for a long time. It's been popular pretty much the whole time, I think. Some of you guys that are older might know uh, some info on that. And I think it's fairly useful. It's a, it's a good size, and because it's got so many uh, models, it's a, a very useful gun as well as a, a useful tool for competitions, I suspect. Anyway, you guys can chime in on that. So that's just to kind of give people who don't know what we're talking about why we're so fixated on this 686 number. It's uh, just a model of Smith & Wesson revolver that's been around for a while. Would you call it like the Ford truck of guns, like a Ford pickup of guns, or is that crazy? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. It's a really good seller. It's a good value, uh, very high quality. Deadly accurate. But it's not like super expensive either. I mean, it's they're not like cheap by any means, but they're they're not crazy. They're reasonable because they've been around for so long. It changed my mind about revolvers. I would say. How's that? Um, I I wasn't really like super into them, and I. I didn't think it'd be like fun to shoot. And then I shot one of those things and I actually really liked it. So then I considered, you know, now I would, I would own a revolver. They're very nice guns. Just... What kind of price are we talking for a 686 these days? I got a pretty good deal on mine. I got mine new, and it's the plus model, so it's the seven shot, and I got it for just over seven hundred. They're probably about eight hundred to nine hundred here. By the time I paid for shipping and transfer, it was just under eight, uh, just over. I would say, I don't know, maybe seven sixty. I think I paid for mine. I haven't. I didn't even look for any this weekend or anything. I didn't pay no attention. Imagine there'd probably be some there. It's usually a little bit older type of guns at that show, but they did go back to what 1980. Yeah, that's still a pretty modern gun for that show, no? Yeah, but there's still a lot of new guns there too. All right, so barrel length. You're getting a free one, and Yankee's doing his Yankee project thing, pistol project, calling it the Yankee revolver project this week. You're getting a free one. And he just wants to know, do you want the two and a half inch? Do you want the three inch? Four inch? Or six inch? No. Also, I can't imagine that the two and a half inch and 357. I had a four inch back in the day, and it was pretty snappy. The, what, the six inch cold I had was was very manageable, although it was heavy. I had the model fourteen, which is uh, four inch with uh, with the heavier barrel. Which one you taking? 
Say again. So which one are you choosing? Oh, six inch for sure. Okay, and then which finish? Um, I like nickel, but I think I'd go with the traditional blue. Right. I don't even know what it's available in. I think traditional, or I think the standard. The one is the 586. Yeah, it would be a different. The 686 makes it stainless, I guess. So you don't really get it. Yeah, stainless. Yeah, you know, why not? We'll go stainless. Six inch stainless. No shorter than four inch. Angelina, what are you going for? Six inch stainless. Taters? I've already got a six inch, so I'd go with a four inch uh, polished stainless. You think four inch is that much different? You wouldn't go to the three or a two? I might do three. Three's always interested me. Three or four. Man, now I'm thinking three. Yeah, probably three, actually. I feel like you would have gone with any number I suggested. Uh, snob. Well, just for that, I'm changing to four. Oh, see that? No, one. I'm going to go seven. I'm going to go seven. That's not even an option. Yeah, it is. Eight, they can't, they made them in seven. Eight and three eighths. I would go four inch just because it's very, you know, both fun to shoot and still carryable if you want to carry it. All right. I guess that's a reason for four. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, four inch also because six inches is just too long. No one needs two, six, that extra two inches to kill a deer. Uh, as you saying, is the 686 an L frame? No, it is a K slash L frame. So is that the same thing as an L frame? I thought it was just based on those. I didn't think it was actually either one. And it says the model 686 is based on the Smith & Wesson K slash L. So in parentheses, medium frame revolver. Because didn't the newer guns, do they still call them by the K frame, L frame and stuff? They're just their models now. I don't know. All right. Any movies that it's been in? Um, isn't there a website that tells you? Yeah, if you want to cheat. First one it was ever in was cheat. That's right, Miami Super Cops in 1985. First one that anybody ever heard of was, that's right, Tequila Sunrise. Kurt Russell in 1988. Um, Still never heard of either one of those. You never heard of Tequila Sunrise or Kurt Russell? Mm, not that I can remember. How about Roadhouse? Yes. Well, it's in that movie with uh, some guy named Morgan. Uh, last Boy Scout. Henchman has one in 1991. Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. A couple of different people have them. Harley has it for a minute. In, uh, actually, Marlboro and Harley have them. In, uh, that was in 1991. <coughs> Lethal Rep in 3 has one. John Wick. Last Man Standing from 1995. It's a good movie. Copland. 1997, Face Off, 1997. I'm skipping over a lot of them because I never heard of them. 3,000 Miles to Graceland, 2001. 
Blade Trinity, Jessica Biel has it on in 2004. V for Vendetta. I think they're in a lot of movies because they're stainless, so they show up on screen and then, uh, you know, they're big, not being massive, so they're not like, you know, exaggerated big, but they're large. Oh, yeah, John Wick. They're like a classic revolver, I think. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, intimidating, I guess, a little bit because they're large, but uh, not crazy. So a bad, uh, bad guy could pull out a suit or something and it wouldn't look wrong for the character. So I don't know if they have a list here. I guess they don't, but definitely a lot of movies over the years. A bunch of television shows starting with First time it was ever on television, 1984, Miami Vice, the Lieutenant Castillo. And it was in a uh, TV show made by a guy who hates guns and wrote an entire book about how much he hates guns. What's his face? The Langoliers, 1995. So the gun was barely invented. And then the guy who runs around writing whole books about how much he hates guns was in that in the TV show. Uh, CSI. I imagine it has to be in a lot more movies than, or a lot more TV shows than what they have listed here. They only have like 12 TV shows listed there. Yeah, it's probably in a 10. So there's a seven round version now, it looks like. Seven rounds of 357 still. That's a potato. Well, potatoes knows because he's got one. Yeah, that's what I've got. Don't they have a performance center 686 too? Nope. No yeah. one. Oh, yeah, there is. I thought you were asking if mine was. There is one, yeah. So that puts a what? A weighted barrel, Picatinny rail on the barrel, adjustable and removable weights, ball bearing cylinder lock. So I guess that's different cylinder lock, different trigger, different hammer, pinned sear. Lockable with key. Ugh. That's interesting. Where's the lo the hole? The Hillary hole is behind the, the uh, cylinder release. Oh, is that what it's called? A Hillary hole? Yeah. Because of the Hillary? Okay. Basically, the Hillary said, uh, the Clinton said, we don't like guns. And then Smith and Wesson was like, oh my gosh, what can we do to make you like guns more? And they were like, ruin guns. And they're like, let's put a big hole inside and ruin them. And they're like, all right, that's, en that's enough for now. So it looks like there's some way to tell which ones are which. There's the 686 by itself would have been in 1981 with no dash or anything, just 686. That's when it was first introduced. Looks like then they changed some stuff, um, which I don't know what it is, and that was the 686-1. And then they changed some more stuff, including some things that I don't know what they are, and that was the 686-2. Then they added a new yoke retention system, and that's just the three. So basically every time they changed things on it, they made it a new number. Change the rear leaf sight, drill and tap frame, 
change extractor and Hogue Grips makes it a four. That's annoying. So do you know which one you have? I guess you do know which one you have, right, Tater? Yeah, mine's the it's just six eighty six plus deluxe. It's um that's different. Yeah, it's not it's not one of the regular six eighty sixes. Oh, six eighty six dash six, I guess is the designation for this one. Oh, it says internal lock, so you have an internal lock. Yeah, it has a yeah, that dirty thing. A Hillary hole? You know, it didn't even come with a key though. Oh shit. <laughs> it's brand new. It didn't even come with a key. Is that something you can eBay or it's not something I would ever consider buying or looking for. If you don't have I a would key, never it use it. Right. Well, you hope. But this is yours is the kind where it's underneath the grip then? Is that what they mean by internal lock? No, it's uh slightly above the cylinder release. Okay, you can still see it then. Yeah. If you put some silver duct tape over it, you won't see it anymore. <laughs> Color fill it with crayon. Oh. I'll just have the whole like TIG welded closed and then grind it smooth and then polish it real nice. Uh, the YouTube robot said that uh, Donut Lover is a new subscriber to the Daily Gun Show channel. Appreciate that. Thanks. And uh, I don't know where we're at. I think we're around 800 or something, so... Soon we'll hit that thousand mark. All right. Well, so anything else to uh, chat about with the uh, six eighty six? Nope, I don't have anything. Yeah, I would kind of hope more people would jump in that own them, but uh, I don't know. People are sick of talking about guns at night. These people that own six eighty sixes, I guess. So um, I don't know. If we don't have any firsthand experience. I don't know what else we can say about them. So uh, gun shop of the day. Hell, you haven't been in a while. What's uh, gun shop? We can I don't really have anything. I live in a small town, and we've got one gun shop. I wouldn't send you there. What's that gun shop like? How long has it been there? It's been there, um, well, I don't know, four or five years, something like that. I don't remember. Oh, so it's relatively new. Yeah, it's fairly new. So, I'll put it this way. It's one that I would go to to for hands-on. I wouldn't buy anything there because they, they, I mean, they're like full retail, no deals, no, you know, no, no discounts, no nothing. I can barely hear you, but you're saying that it doesn't have like a lot of sales and they're not in competition with anybody, so they're just there. That's exactly right. Yeah, well, sometimes that's the thing. They're just there as a convenience, I guess, right? Like, if you don't need to drive into town or whatever, or don't want to drive into town, you can get their stuff, but you know you're going to pay for it. Yeah. So was it in reaction to the whole Obama thing and the, like, scarcity of uh, AR parts and ammo? And they saw they could make some money, or was it somebody who's just truly interested in making a gun shop and they just happened to start four years ago? Um, I'm actually on their website right now. See if I can find out uh, how long they've been around. They don't have a very good website. Lone Star Guns Gallery and Gear is the name of it. Uh, 
That doesn't say when they started. But they've got uh, they've got a couple indoor ranges. Um, I mean, they've got a good selection of stuff, and they do rent rent guns. Got two different um, indoor ranges plus one private lane uh, that they use uh, for uh, for testing. You know, if you get your license, the instructors uh, take them in there for their test, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I don't go there very often. It looks a little bit bigger than when you first started to describe it. It looks like a standalone building, and they've got yeah. yeah, they got some pictures of outdoor stuff. Is that an outdoor range there, or is that just maybe one of the shooting teams? You know, I'm not aware of an outdoor range. I mean, I see it every once in a while. We've got a uh, sportsman's club in the county uh, with a pretty nice outdoor range, but they're about 15 miles north of town. Right on. All right, so that's another shop in Texas, and right on. That's the whole point of the show. So we do it on a daily basis, so we can talk about different shows every day. And uh, thanks for bringing that one up. Um, got a bunch of dead air, so uh, I don't know what else to talk about. It was sort of a 686 day, and I think we're 686 out. So uh, thanks. I'm going to show you. I, I know you're talking about uh, 686s, but. Uh... Yeah, screen share here. I did find the model 14 that I owned. And it would be the one on the bottom. That's a four inch with a heavy barrel. And it was a good shooter. I think that's also a four, uh, 14 on the top with. Uh, what caliber is it? Barrel. It's It was a 357. Really? 38, so 357. 44, 344. Yeah. Got that gap in the front there. Uh, that's a 44. Yeah, that was a good shooter. That's a 44 frame or that L frame? What is that frame? Uh, I'd have to go back to Wikipedia and look. Uh, see if I can find it again. Well, I done got. Oh, there it is. It's, it's a K frame. Hmm. Maybe it's just the picture, but it seems like there's a big gap in front of the cylinder there. Well, I mean, there is, but if you, if you look up the top, I mean, it's... Anyway. Yeah, neat. No Hillary hole, and, uh, Pinned hammer still and S and recess cylinder. And then this is uh, kind of a I thick. I put a lot of rounds through that gun. Round on it, probably. Anyway, no 686, but, but that, I got that in late 70s, I want to say. Right on. Anyway, there you go.
So that was a revolver day, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about other things and stuff. And uh, oh, let's see. Oh, I've got a couple of things going on over at the gear website store. If you buy anything from uh, the gun channels area, buy two things. You're going to get a pancakes patch for free. That should happen automatically. So uh, thanks for people that want to jump over there and grab those. We've got some uh, new cards are up there. And uh, Angelina, you got anything going on over at Allen Anchor? Um, no, not really. You got to have new patches since the last time you were on. Uh, the modern Minuteman thing that they that's ready to go. Um, two more patches coming probably in like two weeks or so, but it'll be a secret till they are available. Uh, Taters or Angelina, anybody got a chat going after this? I don't see Dead Horse out there, so I doubt he'll be doing one. I'll probably uh, start one up. Right on. So people are interested can jump over and continue a conversation over on Gun Channel. That's what it's all about. Uh, Al, thanks for jumping in. Snob, appreciate it. I know you've been doing a lot of stuff lately, but uh, appreciate you sticking up or sticking around and staying up with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's see couple of things from the chats out there. I'm going to go check the gun channel site first. Nancy is saying good day. Uh, Enrique is saying he up, upgraded his Patreon this month over on uh, the gun website's Patreon. I really appreciate that. We actually were down something like $44 again this month. So it's about 90 something dollars in the last two months. Had the store turned off completely when we were on the road. So I'm going to take a bit of financial belts tightening here for the next couple of, I guess, a while. So really do appreciate the people that are participating in Patreon. That is my goal to uh, continue to raise funds over on Patreon to be able to do these projects and expand. I really need to get somebody in here to uh, help out with gun channels, and I don't expect them to do that for free. And you know, they say you get what you pay for, so having people volunteer has been great, but when other things come up, volunteer work gets put aside. And that means gun channels constantly gets put aside. And it's not intentional. It's just the nature of having people you know, having to depend on volunteers. So I really would like to uh, continue to see the Patreon for uh, gun channels grow. All that uh, is devoted to getting somebody on board full-time to take gun channels to whatever the next level might be. And I uh, really appreciate the people that participate on our side, the gun website side. So obviously it's the same thing right now. And uh, again, that allows me time to uh, work on projects and stuff. So um, do appreciate that. And I guess they're talking bad about circus peanuts. Some orange foam rubber candies. Al, circus peanuts, yes or no? I never liked them. Angelina? Circus peanuts? Oh, nope. No circus peanuts. Taters? I think he's still gone. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, he's trying to set up his chat or something? Or you're setting up the chat. He's got no excuse. Snob? Circus peanuts are the best. Yeah, and I'll ah. agree. I don't know what you're talking about. Fresh ones are better, but even old nasty ones can be enjoyable if you don't mind yanking. It's like having circus peanut jerky, so deal with it. It's candy, and it's good. 
and most people. But have. it ain't circus peanuts. I don't know where they come up with circus peanuts. That's crazy. But so are seat people in the circus. So. Okay, I think you're crazy. Those are pretty good. When do those come out? Those aren't Halloween, are they? There's like They're a time. Overtime. But there's like a time of year you get those, and that's when you buy them, right? When they're like fresh or whenever they're still kind of soft. I just don't remember anymore. But it's been a while since I've eaten them. Is there any versions of those by now? There's got to be like chocolate ones or something else besides the, you know, the whatever it was, the bubblegum flavor or something. I've never seen any different ones. Interesting. And then uh, I don't even see Midnight out there, so I don't know how that turned over to food. All right, well, that was the end of the chat. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for showing up. We will continue to do these shows and continue to poke things on the phone with my thumb until I get what I'm looking for. Thanks. The guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com.